0: Everybody and welcome to this Monday edition of the Logan Blackman Show here on the Cedar Falls podcast. Do we call it that? I I, I I don't really know what to call this really. I'm sitting up here in my room in Cedar Falls on the not well I guess not on the beautiful. I guess I don't really know what we're doing right now. It's a very interesting <laughs> a very interesting start to a, uh, a renewed podcast here on the Logan Blackman Show. So we'll call it the Logan Blackman Show on the Renewed podcast. Why is it renewed, I hear you ask. Because I know all of you got some very interesting questions for <laughs> for your host, Logan Blackman. That's uh, that's me, of course. So, yeah, renewed because of the fact that we are back. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's uh, uh, pretty extensive knowledge, pretty extensive research done right here on why we call it that. We got whole new stuff going on right now. It's ridiculous. It's friggin' ridiculous. We got we got a new microphone, okay? So if this sounds a little better, this is why it's mounted to my desk. So I don't really, I'm going to pull a, what movie is it? Is it Anchorman or? What What movie, what, what Will Ferrell movie is? I don't know what to do with my hands. Someone please tell me. If you listen to the podcast today, listen, tell me what it is. Please. Because I don't know what to do with my hands right now. I'm not holding a microphone anymore. This thing, this microphone is mounted to this beautiful stand. And we got a nice little padding, or what do you call it, padding, like a pillow type thing, in front of the, on top of the microphone, and then we got this little, like, spit shield or something in front of it. And sadly, no, I don't have my Logan Blackman Show mask on, because we are in my house, so I don't really need to wear the mask, unless I want to stunt on people with this beautiful mask that I have. And if you haven't gotten your very own Logan Blackman Show mask, I would very much recommend it on teespring.com. Uh. I don't... There's no video, so I don't really know where I'd put the link or anything. There should be a link on my personal Instagram account, I think. I think there's a link on my personal Instagram account. So, if you haven't gotten a Logan Blackman Show mask and you need one for school, like your other mask, is are like, oh, no, I, I can't breathe in this mask. This mask is terrible. Oh, after wearing it for a long time, it hurts my ears. Oh, no. Well, that's what the Logan Blackman Show mask is for because it's in... with. Innovative technology, so it does not do that. It's basically like you're wearing nothing, while wearing a mask. So you're being safe, looking and fly, and staying dry at the same. T- staying dry because you don't want people sneezing on you. You're, I, I guess, you're getting wet if you're sneezing in your mask. Which I, I almost did. I went to Target today, just about, uh, what about a half hour ago. I went to Target for a Toblerone. I've never. I, I don't know why I don't think I've ever had a a dying craving for a Toblerone but today I had one so I went to Target and this thing is a freaking monster I just put it in the fridge right before the show started so I don't know how big it is size wise like official size wise but it's free I want to say, I don't want to say a number because if it's not that then it just sounds even dumber than if I didn't say anything at all so we're not gonna say a number we're not gonna say any numbers it's just the biggest one they could they had <laughs> pretty much. I was looking for like a, I don't know, they're, the the normal sized ones, not not this freaking monstrosity with the triangles. If you ever had a Toblerone? Toblerone, it's like split. It's triangles with a gap, triangle gap. It's very intri- It's very interesting. The Swiss made it beautifully, and it's just so big. The triangles are like the size of my palm. Like they're freaking huge. The normal size Toblerones are about, like, I don't know, half a palm? I, d- I, d- I don't know how to measure Toblerones, really, except for the, the size on the front. But, again, I don't know what it is because I just put it in the fridge because it was melting a little bit. But, yeah, Toblerones, we got to that point. Brilliant. But, yeah, get your Logan Blackman Show mask and any other Logan Blackman Show merchandise you may need. But along with the, the spit guard and the microphone and the microphone stand, We got soundproof pads. I don't know how well they work, but they're on my door and they're on the wall by my door. So hopefully they're really blocking out sound. I don't know if they actually are working or not. I've never actually tested them out before. I hung them up this weekend, had to move some things on my wall, had to move my Sweden flag, had to move my Sporting KC Sweden and Manchester United, uh, what do you call them, scarves. So it may, may, I mean, it looks better because I got this awesome picture of Kendrick Lamar by my good friend Andrew Gunn. Let's go check out his stuff. Creating a vision. Enterprise. i bet I was saying entertainment for the longest time. Cause it was just ENT period. So naturally, you just think, oh, entertainment. Enterprise sounds cooler. I got two cave stickers on my record player. It's right next to my record player. Which I've got Tupac all eyes on me on the record player right now. Haven't listened I've well, I've listened to it, obviously, because it's on the record player, but I haven't listened to it recently. And what else do we got going on right now? Let's just go over a tour of the room while we're just on the topic of things I just put in here, like the microphone, the pads, move some stuff around. So we're on the wall that I'm looking at right now, where my desk is, blank wall, window to my left, got my TV, a Vuvuzela. Let's just give a a quick, quick little Vuvuzela tour. Let's just put a little bit of that in there. Got my PlayStation right there. I got Steven's Xbox (laughs) where I play college football. So if you see my Richard Dick dynasty on Colorado, we're kicking it now. We're just too good for our own good now. I might just retire because it's getting too boring and I don't want to go anywhere else. I built a legacy at Colorado, not only as a coach, but as a player before that. I couldn't play anywhere else or coach anywhere else. I also got like little figurines of Joaquim Noah and Derrick Rose and the Bulls. I also got a Drew Bloodsoe one, a Bills Drew Bloodsoe. Got Jack Eichel. Still in the box. One of the starting lineup things. Navy blue jerseys. They just switched to the royal blue. Well, I guess if you don't know who Jack Eichel is, he's the captain for the Buffalo Sabres. Not only are they wearing the Navy here, he's also wearing number 15. He wears nine now. So that was when Evander Kane was there because Evander Kane was the number nine for the Sabres. Jack Eichel wore 15 at the time. I also got this like stress ball cow thing that my sister got me for Christmas a while ago, two or three Christmases ago, we transitioned down the walls. We talked about Kendrick Lamar, record player, scarves, flag. How you doing? Got that stuff there. Got a fan there as well, which I don't really use because it sucks. <laughs> Just putting it bluntly. Go continue around that corner. We got my dresser there. I got a nice little bobblehead collection, I guess you could call it. I got Lolo Jones, Kurt Warner, two and Tomlinson ones, Chris Bryant, Billy Buffalo, Taylor Davis. Iowa, former Iowa Cubs catcher, Derek Rose, two Patrick Canes, and Benny the Bull. On that, we got my picture of my senior prom with a few of my friends from high school. We got, I'm trying to remember who everybody is, Ahmad, then me, this is going from left to right, Ahmad, me, Tom, Alec, Johnny, Noah, and Brady. I don't think I missed anybody. But that was our senior prom group. I got my two lightsaber, Kylo Ren lightsaber, and then Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber there as well. Got the soundproof pads. Door, more soundproof pads. The only scarf that didn't move off the back wall was the USA scarf. That's still there. Got my closet with a lot of great Logan Blackman show merchandise hanging in it, so you go check that out on Teespring. And then the back wall, absolutely nothing. And my bed right in the middle of the room. So yeah, it's a pretty, uh, pretty insane room I got going on here. I don't think I've ever given you the full tour of the room before, but along with the new stuff, I kind of forgot about this. I got a tripod, another tripod. This one has one of those like halo lights. Is that what, the, I think that's the official term of what they're called. It's like this big circle and it's uh, like a, I don't know. It looks like a ring in Sonic. Okay. If you know what those, I mean, it's a ring. I don't know why I had to specify Sonic, but it just looks like a ring. So it's got nothing in the middle, big bright light around the side of your phone goes right in the middle of it. So when I do videos I'll, for the podcast or, or anything else, if I, do like a preview video, like my NFL preview, should be coming out. I would like this week because this upcoming Thursday, I think, marks a week out from the start of the NFL season. Chiefs Texans, I think. Let's check my phone because I got. I know the first game is. Yeah. Okay. September tenth is the first game. Chiefs check. Te- Chiefs Texans. So I'm gonna try. And get stuff done by the third. I don't know how feasible that is. Maybe I'll record the show right at, or record the predictions right after this and then edit it throughout the week. But that's what I'm looking at right now. And speaking of Thursday, so if you didn't know, we record these shows a day in advance. So Thursdays when I record a show, so it'll be a Friday show. I'm gonna try and get a friend on for Friday's show. So we do Friday Funday, we do tier list and all that stuff like that. Top five dumbest. Unit of the Week should be returning soon because college football just kicked off yesterday. I can't remember who played. Who was it? First play of the college football season was a 75-yard touchdown run, so that was pretty cool. But who was it? Was it Albaline Christian? And Austin P? Austin P was one of them. I think Albaline Christian was, but I I don't really know. Yeah. Well, college football is also coming back soon as well, at least... Some college football, I guess, is coming back. we got the Big 12, SEC, ACC, and then you got the Big 10 twiddling their thumbs and going, oh, we canceled the season, but we would kind of like to come back. Let's try Thanksgiving. We're not going to be in school on Thanksgiving. Now, I don't know how the rest of the country works, but you and I, we are getting out November 20th. If they want to start the season Thanksgiving Day week... That we're getting out of school early because they don't want to get like flu season kicks off around that time. People they're not wanting people to get the flu adding on to code, they're expecting a spike in COVID at that time. Just dropped the pen. So, why would it make sense to play football then? The team, the other schools in the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 are going to be ending around that time. Season's going to be over, so you're not competing for anything, you're not going to be up for any awards. So there's really no point at coming back if you're gonna say, oh, it's starting Thanksgiving. You shouldn't have canceled in the first place. Really. The quick little knee-jerk reaction. I was disappointed at first when they didn't have the non-conference games, because I know I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I think you and I would beat Iowa this year. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is this is you and I's best chance at doing so in recent years. You and I this season sadly is not going to play shoot for the spring again hoping to play in the spring but you and I this team this year in the preseason FCS stats rankings we're ranked number three they brought back pretty much everybody on the roster everybody of significance on the roster Will's back the wide receivers are back Spencer Brown right tackle is going to be back who's one of the one of you uh, and I's players that could go get in the draft this year him Xavier Williams and Ellerson Smith. Who have all opted out, pretty much. I'm actually in a class with Xavier Williams, my capstone class. It's hard to miss. He's got a big ol' afro. It's kind of hard to miss. <laughs> but him, you got Omar Brown. We are again Ellerson Smith. This U and I team was stacked, and this Iowa team. Again, I'm not saying you and I would beat them, but this would be the year that they could have at least pushed Iowa. This team's better than the team that pushed Iowa to 17 16 and took two blocked field goals for Iowa to win the game. This team's better than that by a lot. And Iowa went to the freaking Orange Bowl that year, and you and I still almost beat. And that was the craziest part about this game coming up this year because that game, you and I versus Iowa, was going to be this Saturday. That day, September 5th, is the 11 year anniversary of said you and I versus Iowa game. Where Iowa blocked two field goals and you and I lost 17 16. 11 years to the day. The, la- the last few times you and I and Iowa have played, it hasn't really been that competitive. The last time they played, which was two years ago, because I was at the game, wasn't even close. Eli Dunn's last year, you and I got played off the park. It was not even close. People were leaving by halftime. Usually, you and I keeps things competitive with the likes of Iowa and Iowa State, but not that day against Iowa. It's a terrible game. Now, I sold out. first year at U and I, you have to forgive me for this because my first year at U and I, it's hard to just cut all ties with the team you grew up watching in Iowa. I say this all the time about you and I. Like I feel bad going to the games and filming the games that there's not a lot of people in the stands, because the people that go to U and I are either going to the Iowa State or Iowa game that weekend. Because no one grows up, not, I'm not. Well, I shouldn't say no one. A vast majority of people do not grow up. you and I Panther fans, even if you're from Cedar Falls, most people do not grow up. U and I Panther fans. People that like you and I went to the school, and those are the extreme fans. Now I could point out some extreme you and I Panthers fans at the games. And you could see them as well in front of the stand. They got the purple and yellow overalls on, the coveralls on. There are basketball games in the front row leading the chance. Like, those people love bleed purple and yellow. But most people... Geez, I, keep, I don't know why I'm holding on to this pen. It's like a comfort thing. Again, I'm not holding anything anymore, so it's kind of weird talking like this. But people are raised Iowa and Iowa State fans. You don't meet a lot of people like in elementary school. I remember I had one friend that was a UNI fan in elementary school. Everybody else you talk to is an Iowa or Iowa State fan. Especially around Johnston. There's a lot of Iowa State people there. Heck, the Iowa State practice facility is the Bergstrom practice facility. I went to high school with two of the Bergstroms. There's a big Iowa State connection at Johnston. Grandpa Roger, my Grandpa Roger went to Iowa. My Uncle Eric went to Iowa, so we were Iowa fans. You really have a say in the matter. My dad tells me our Grandpa Roger threw an Iowa shirt on right when I was born. (laughs) Around that time. But no one's born you and I fans. So when you go to an Iowa game against you and I, like I did my junior year, I'm wearing an Iowa shirt. One, because I've been to Iowa games before, I know how you Iowa fans are with visitors. <laughs> Not very kind. My sister and her ex-boyfriend went wearing you and I stuff. She's like, why are you guys so me? we're just you and I? No, it don't matter. You were vis- opposing colors from black and gold. You are getting yelled at. The entire game. Not as much as you and I, as you would be, say, a Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa State, or Wisconsin. Those schools will get yelled at and teased a lot more, heckled a lot more than you and I. But that does not excuse them <laughs> from being made fun of or heckled or cursed at throughout the entirety of a game. That's just how Iowa fans are. I can say that because I am an Iowa fan. My, as I said, I grew up an Iowa fan. So it's hard to cut ties with these universities that you grew up watching and cheering for your entire life and then when you go to four years of college it's like you should cheer for them but it's so hard to it's very hard i get a whole rant right before we went the friday night before the you and i iowa game two years ago i told my roommates said we got where wear you and i UNI stuff we go to you and i i found myself that saturday wearing an iowa shirt <laughs> i wasn't comfortable doing we sat in the student section so, it was not... I knew what was going to happen if I didn't. I've been to numerous Iowa games. My first Iowa game coming in 2005. Like, I've been to Iowa games my entire life. Essentially. I guess that's not my entire life, but you, you get what I mean. At least I hope you get what I mean. So, I kind of see both sides of the the coin with you and I in Iowa. I'm trying super hard to not be one of those stereotypical I graduates that's an Iowa fan. Because they get made fun of on social media all the time. And their opinions... On a lot of matters on social media, kind of get just brushed aside by a lot of Iowa State fans. I got made fun of at the radio station I work at now, 1650 The Fan, by an older guy. My first day there, made fun of me because I was an Iowa fan going to I. So I'm trying <laughs> to see. I'm doing better at it. I think going to college and not going to Iowa has kind of like lifted my rose-colored glasses on the University of Iowa and the football team in general. I can see negatives. I can critique Iowa. I'm not going to go blindly just say everything about Iowa and anything against Iowa pisses me off like some Iowa fans do. And I'm not going to just corner Iowa fans. It's just it's all college football fans. The extremists of fans are going to have a hard time seeing anything difficult or things to disagree on with their university that they cheer for. I have found that uh, apparent at <laughs> uh, when I worked at 1540 KXCL on Press Row. John Leo had been to an Iowa, every single Iowa game. Now, I'm not just talking home games, away, home, bowl games, neutral site games, every game since 06 minus 3. So you can imagine being in that situation and kind of having a hard time critiquing Iowa, or having a hard time saying anything good about Iowa State, Nebraska, Minnesota, or Wisconsin, or other Big Ten schools. Gary Ryma, you and I's play by play guy for basketball and football. He's going to have a hard time saying anything bad against UNI Panthers, which is what happens when you're a diehard fan. So I, going to UNI and being an Iowa fan my entire life, had to be the mediator (laughs) between that. It was kind of fun at times. I tried to be as unbiased as possible. Now, I get biased at times here and there on this show. Mostly when I talk about UNI and the Bills, those are the two things I get kind of most biased about and defend a lot more. I'm starting to come around to defending the FCS a lot more because like John uh, discredited pretty much everything FCS the entire time we were on the show. Did not like the idea of anything FCS at all. Just anything, really. (laughs) If you almost lost to an FCS school, you should drop from the top 25 rankings, essentially. Or your expectations for the season are damper. Like Minnesota, the start of the year last year, almost lost to South Dakota State. Minnesota finished, I think, 11-2. and Was that their final record? I think that was their final record. The expectations were extremely high for Minnesota at the start of the season, if you don't remember that. But they almost lost to South Dakota State. South Dakota State proceeded to lose their starting quarterback, uh, Jabory Gibbs. Is that their quarterback's name? I think that's the quarterback's name. But John was saying, oh, Minnesota, you're done. You're, everything you say now is over. So if you told him the prospect of Iowa... Possibly losing you and I this year. He called you crazy. <laughs> I've seen him and Joel Waters, who was the in stu- another in studio producer before I was with Gary. So he knew John, knew Gary. And those two would go at it all the time about you and I in Iowa. So I could imagine going to Gary's show if the season was normal and hearing the discussions, or I say discussions, the screaming matches about you and I versus Iowa. And I'd be there saying I'm not gonna say you and I would beat them, but they have a good chance to. John would dis- I don't. I don't. I think he'd look turn the other way. But if we analyze this, I didn't think I'd go this long about you and I versus Iowa. But I just really missed this game this year. I wanted this game to happen. But if you just look at what happened this offseason. Iowa lost their starting right tackle, lost their best corner, lost one of the best edge rushers in college football, lost their starting safety, and most notably. Lost their starting quarterback. Now, I, Nate Stanley divides opinions around Iowa fans all over the place. Most Iowa fans think he's just an average Iowa quarterback, and I'm one of those. I don't put him in the same realm as Chuck Long, Drew Tate, and Ricky Stanzey. and even C.J. Bethard. I would never put him up in that tier, that stratosphere of Hawkeye quarterbacks. Even Brad Banks, who was only a starter for one year at Iowa. I put him on the tier below that. Even though, statistically, he is one of the greatest quarterbacks in Iowa history. Statistically... But I don't think there's ever been a quarterback more frustrating than Nate Stanley at the University of Iowa. And I just never really got around to liking Stanley. I don't know. It's just so awkward to watch him play quarterback. So, I don't want to be mean to Nate Stanley because he's an Iowa quarterback. But so unathletic. (laughs) The most unathletic quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've watched the likes of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Phillip Rivers. I watched Jared Lorenzen. I'd still take Jared Lorenzen athletically over Nate Stanley. RIP Jared Lorenzen. But I remember we were on the show talking about Nate Stanley. It's 1540 again. John said Nate Stanley was an early, what, second to third round quarterback? I would always try to push him off that and say, when we talk about like who would you rather have in the NFL, Brock Purdy or Nate Stanley? Brock Purdy, easily, 1,000%. The era of immobile quarterbacks is over in the NFL. You look at the quarterbacks that are considered, you would say, oh, this guy can't move. Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Jameis can't really, Breeze. Um, who else would you say is up there too? Fitzpat- well, fit- no, Fitzpatrick, well, even no, Fitzpatrick, he led the Dolphins in rushing yards last year. He's going to be a backup at some point throughout the this season, you would imagine. But the era of pocket passer is over. People, if you said 10 years ago that Kyler Murray would get drafted number one overall, or not 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Let's go 20 years ago. And I know Michael Vick was drafted number one overall, but Michael Vick did some insane thing. Kyler Murray was five foot 10, barely. He was listed at five ten and one eighth of the combine. I don't think you're going at that time and saying, yeah, I'm drafting this guy, this five foot nine quarterback number one overall. Drew Brees was not six foot. I know he's listed six, but he ain't six foot. Got drafted in the second round. That draft. People wanted the stereotypical Peyton Mannings of the world. Ryan Leaf was in that mold of quarterback. Chad Pennington was a first-round quarterback. You don't have the immobile quarterbacks are done. It's over. Look at the best quarterbacks in the league right now: Mahomes, Watson, Wilson. Jackson, uh, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, this is in no order, Josh Allen even, are all mobile quarterbacks. The era of the immobile quarterback is dying. Nate Stanley was never going to get drafted in the third round Mo- because of his athletic athletic ability as well as his complete inconsistency from time to time passing. One of the most frustrating arms I've ever seen ever throw beautiful passes from time to time, and then make one of the I, miss wide-open guys by 20 yards, overthrowing them. He you had know that typical last year at Iowa slump, though, that most Iowa quarterbacks have. Like threw 20-plus touchdowns his first year as an Iowa starter, and then threw, I think, 16 last year. Maybe. Didn't pass Chuck Long for touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. But losing your starting quarterback, whether he was good or not, is a big problem. Or sometimes I guess it's not always a big problem. Sometimes cuz if you had a really bad quarterback like you lose who did Oh my god, who did Brock Purdy replace? Was it Zeb Nolan? But Zeb Nolan was a backup at North Coast State. Um who was the other quarterback that year? You replace Sam Richardson. I don't I don't he wasn't the starter at that point, but he was gone. But you replace Again, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to compare this to. But if you lose a very bad quarterback and get a very good quarterback, that's good. But losing your starter of three seasons that put up decent numbers, and some would say very good numbers at Iowa, it's a big problem, especially when the kid behind him has not had any significant playing time in Spencer You and is returning their starting quarterback, returning their core of wide receivers. Now, Iowa got weapons galore for Petras. Brandon Smith, Smith, Marcet, Tyrone Tracy, Oliver Martin just transferred to Nebraska. Just getting passed around the Big Ten like crazy. I dropped my pen again and grab it again. (sighs) UNI-Iowa. I did not think I'd go on a half-hour rant about UNI-Iowa and the possibility that this game would actually be good. We don't know. Playing hypotheticals now, which I don't like doing, but you know, we have to do it from time to time, I guess. Man, that was the game I was most excited for. Not again, I'm not saying you and I would beat them, but it would be dang close. We talked about you and I being ranked number three, North Coast State unsurprisingly ranked number one in the stats FCS preseason rankings. Which I think North Coast State Did they accept a game? I feel like they accepted a game early in the season, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, they did, but who are they playing? It's like Central Arkansas or something. Yeah. This year against Central Arkansas on October 3rd. Now, Trey Lance, North Dakota State starting quarterback, he is going to have to go off this game. If you look at the quarterbacks that he's competing with in this upcoming draft, look at Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Then you got the likes of Jamie Newman down at Georgia. Some other quarterbacks in there as well. Brock Purdy might be mentioned up there as well to a certain extent. Some people might put him up there. He's gonna have multiple Now he's gonna have more games than Justin Fields. <laughs> so man, but Justin Fields really wish he stayed at Georgia. No, I think he's fine. <laughs> I think he is content with what he did. But I don't know. I don't know what the big time I don't know if Just Justin Fields gotta get some action and Trey the top three quarterbacks in this draft are Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. Have they done Have the latter two done enough, well, I think Justin Fields has, has Trey, Trey Lance, I guess, done enough to warrant a top 10, top 15 pick without playing any games this year? He's going to play one on October 3rd, as we just said, but do you think he, ha- he's going to have to go off. I don't know how many yards he's going to have to throw. He's going to have to throw a decent amount against Central Arkansas to warrant, because prior to the season like back when after the draft ended back in april kind of previewed a little bit of next year's draft looked at the quarterbacks available there you know, there were some arguments that trey lance could pass up justin fields in the draft very similar in size very similar in skill set now one thing i'll say trey lance ain't carson wentz he's not gonna be the number two overall pick I think this season would have helped him boost his draft stock to maybe the top 10, but I don't think he would have been the second pick overall regardless if they had season or not. He's not Carson Wentz. He is the best quarterback since Carson Wentz at NDSU. That's saying a lot too. You got Easton Stick there as well, one of the be- another goat in North Coast State football. Now playing for the LA Chargers. I don't know if he's still on the roster, but he was last time I checked. Trey Lance, where will he get drafted? It's a shame. I'm supposed to hate Trey Lance because he plays for a rival of you and I, but I can't because <laughs> he's uber talented. That's another thing I got to get around with you and I. Got to start actually disliking other FCS teams. I do not have any disdain towards North Coast State, but I should because they're rivals with the Panthers. I definitely should. But I, I just don't. That's another thing I got to work on. That was another game I was excited for. You and I versus North Coast State this year at the Unidome. College game day does one FCS game a year, goes to one FCS opponent, one FCS arena, or whatever you want to call it. You and I, North Coast State, if both teams went in the game undefeated, because at the beginning of the season, North Coast State at Oregon, who had lost their starting quarterback, who was a top six pick in the draft number six pick to the LA Chargers. Oregon's still good. They're going to win the pa- – or we're going to win the Pac-12 North easily. Every team in that in the Pac-12 North lost their starting quarterback, I think, minus Cal. But North Oregon just brought back a lot of really good players. Or North Dakota State would have been fun to see them play Oregon. Now, again, much like Iowa versus UNI. I'm not saying North Dakota State would beat them, but I think they'd have a very good shot. And I think I said on a couple episodes ago, a couple – like a while ago – I said, I'm going to guarantee it right now. North Coast State is going to beat Oregon. I think I said something along those lines. Now it wouldn't happen. So now I can say that with even more confidence because it won't happen and people can't prove me wrong on it <laughs> because it didn't happen. But, man, it would have been fun. And then UNI beats Iowa, just hypothetical. North Coast State beats Oregon. Iowa loses the UNI. I matchup at the Unidome. Hopefully, for the Panthers' sake, it would be a sellout. Now obviously it's not, because one, no fans are allowed at games, and two, Missouri Valley is postponing play to the spring, to hopefully, hopefully play in the spring. Shame. I feel bad for these athletes at I. So this is like their year. and you got track athletes that participate in cross country and track, they had two seasons canceled back to back. You have sports canceled up at Iowa, swimming got canceled, and they're... Uh, Olympic pool they got up there at the University of Iowa COVID sucks 2019 su- or 2019. I didn't have a gr- 2019 was probably my worst personal year of all time I did not have a fun 2019 I hated 2019 personally but as far as the world goes 2020 is terrible we just lost Chadwick Boseman recently and they were celebrating Jackie Robinson Day in the MLB, so you'd see all the Jack, the 42 clips of Jackie. I think he, I think Pee Wee Reese is the guy that he's talking to. Maybe we'll all wear 42. Maybe th- that way they won't tell us apart. I saw those tweets earlier in the day. I was like, I love this movie. It is a great movie. I, I we have at my house back in Urbanet. We have 42 on DVD. It's a fantastic movie. I would very much recommend you go watch it if you have not watched it already. And then later that night, you get the update that Chadwick Boseman's dead. Battling colon cancer. I never heard anything from this. I didn't know what happened to him when I saw that he died. But, man. One of the greatest actors of our generation, would you say? so versatile in his acting played james brown played jackie robinson played black the black panther t'challa still need to see the movie i can't believe i haven't seen black panther oh yeah losing him losing kobe losing pops from friday now i saw i was pops lost in the latter latter parts of 2019 or was it 2020 i can't remember but lost a lot of really good people to go along with all the COVID-19. All the cancellations of everything. 2020 is terrible. That is terrible. But yeah. We got to move on. And just keep moving forward. I did not think I would talk. 35 minutes pretty much. About. You and I games that aren't even going to happen. We did. And that's where we are. <laughs> but. Yeah, so what's been going on since the last time we talked? Now, you had the NBA draft lottery. The Chicago Bulls somehow, amazingly, got the fourth overall pick. Now, I will blame myself for this. When the Bulls, when I heard the Bulls got out of the number seven pick, I turned it on my laptop. I wasn't watching it. I turned on my laptop. The first thing I see with the fourth pick the fourth pick goes to the Chicago Bulls. If I hadn't watched it, I feel the Bulls would have had the number one pick. Just what I'm, just what my gut's telling me right now. And even at the time, I was, <laughs> I should not have watched this. It was terrible. Now, the the favorite, I guess, if you want to call him the favorite to go to the Chicago Bulls, is Denny Avija from Israel. Comparative to Luka Doncic who a lot of people are comparing to if he's even if he's got as much talent in Luka Doncic's left pinky in his entire body I will take him we're watching history with Luka Doncic I don't think we're really aware of what Luka Doncic is doing but what he does is just it's him, Nikola Jokic are two of my favorite players in the NBA why? those two do not look like basketball players And even the white guys that are good at basketball, you can tell they're basketball players. Larry Bird don't look like a basketball player. Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic do not look like basketball players. Kevin Love looks like a basketball player to a certain extent. I'd say he does more now than what he did when he first started. He was just a blob of a person when he went to Minnesota. But Doncic and Jokic are insane. They do everything so easy. And to think, when he was getting drafted, a little side note on Luka Doncic, I was trying to do a mock draft for that draft. I don't think I ever ended up releasing one. Maybe I did. Let's check my profile. Because I got, that was a while ago. When was it, 2017? I have, 2000, I have 2,100 tweets. Now, not all of my tweets, obviously. It's a lot of retweets on here. But did I make a mock draft for the? Anyways, the Phoenix Suns, their head coach at the time, I think it was their head coach, had connections to Doncic's father, so in my mind, I was like, why don't you? I wanted Doncic on the Bulls, but the Bulls got cursed with the seventh overall pick. I thought they'd maybe trade up. Didn't happen. But I was hopeful. They didn't. It didn't end it didn't up happening. So I was like, okay. I think he should go to Phoenix. But then you have the fact of DeAndre Ayton is went to Arizona. I could also see him go. Those are the two I was battling there. Number 2, I think I ended up putting Doncic going too. You had the Vladi Devot connection. So that was another thing there. I don't think I had him going. I wish I uh, Can I sir. Okay. I'm going to try and do this like this. The I guess I, I think I made one, but I don't remember what I did. I'm gonna search mock draft, see if I did anything. This will take me back a little bit. February 2019, March. Can I sort? Is that a thing? Search settings. No, whatever. I gotta find this. Cause I think I made a draft, but and I didn't do it like my normal, like my NFL mock draft. I did it like a... It was like a link or something. But there, this is not in order. This is annoying as hell. Did I not make one? It doesn't look like I made one. Mock Draft 1.0. Okay. If I put NBA... Take out the mock draft though. I just want to see if I have anything of this. Because I have... There's my... NBA trade, Super Bowl. Okay, live stream... Oh, here we go. June 20th, 2018. Oh. What did I put my for? So I did make a mock draft. This is one of the, this on June 20th. So I had Aiton Badgley, then Jackson, then Michael Porter, and then Doncic, but to the Mavericks. Reports are the Mavericks, much like other teams, have Doncic number one on their board, with the possibility of trading up to get him. Luckily for Dallas, he lands right in their lap. Time will tell if the early MVP is worth all the hype. Other possible picks, Mobamba, Wendell Carter. Where did I have Wendell Carter going? So I had the Bulls taking Mobamba. Wendell Carter, number 12 to the the Clippers. Did I have another one? I think I did more than one. I don't think I did just the one. Or did I do just the one? I think that's it. I didn't talk a lot about the NBA on my show, to be fair. I have a few tweets that mention NBA in there. I had him go in the Mavericks. I'll take myself on that one, I guess. But I remember I wanted the Bulls to take him. Because there was some, like, listening to reports at the time, it was like, he's going to fall a little bit. Because he's not very athletic. i won the EuroLeague MVP. The second best league in the world with the best team outside of the United States in the world in Real Madrid against players that are way older than him, won the MVP. So I think that's why I ended up putting him number five. I had Trey Young going sixth the Magic. Let's just read through what I had here. So Ayton. Yeah, I even put it at number two. Sacramento Kings. Some expect Doncic off the board here. Reports are the Kings value Badgley the most. Other possible picks, Luka Doncic, Porter, Bamba. Then Jaron Jackson went four. Michael Porter went like thirteen or something, fourteen. Then Doncic to the Mavs. Trey Young, Mo Bamba. I I wanted Mo Bamba. I'm so happy the Bulls went with Wendell Carter instead. Guy kind of fell in their laps because the Magic took him at six. Shai Gilgeous-Alexander to the Cavs. Is this when they took Sexton? I'm not really sure when this draft was. I gotta I gotta find my people. Who else do I have on here? Who went to the Cavs at 8? Oh, yeah, Colin said. I had him going 11. Kevin Knox got that one right to the Knicks. Michael Bridges did get drafted by the 76ers, traded the Suns. Leno Carter to the Clippers. Lonnie Walker to the Clippers went to the Spurs. Robert Williams couldn't tell you where he went. Miles Bridges went to Charlotte. Then we go back to the top of the board. Aaron Holliday from UCLA to the Suns. Zaire Smith, he went to the Suns. Got traded to the Sixers. Kiete Bates Diop went to the Spurs, according to me. Elia Kobo went to the the Hawks. Kiri Thomas went to the the Timberwolves. Kevin Huter went to the Jazz. Troy Brown Jr. went to the Bulls. That's where Chandler Hutchison went. Jacob Evans to the Pacers. Dejan Musa to the the Trailblazers. Mitchell Robinson. The Lakers, Dante DiVincenzo went to the Sixers, Grayson Allen to the Celtics, Gary Trent to the Warriors, Hamadou Diallo to the Nets, and DeAnthony Melton to the Hawks. That was my mock draft 2018 mock draft. Did I save this anywhere so I could like search my account or something to see if I had any more? It's a kind of a cool setup. I wish the NFL did that. (laughs) My setup, I did so much more work with my NFL ones. I had Luka Doncic going number one in my other picks. He was my first one pop-up there. I had him in every spot <laughs> until he went to the cat, the Mavericks. Luka Doncic is awesome. I love that guy. And if Denny Avija has any, is anywhere close, I, 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 he doesn't even need to be close, if he is just similar to Doncic. Now, what scares me, he plays for Makai Tel Aviv, in Israel, I don't know if I said that right, but that's the same team that Dragon Bender played for when he got drafted number four overall to the Phoenix Suns a few years ago, and he turned into a complete bust. He didn't really do anything over in Europe that that qualified him for the number four spot. Denny, on the other hand, has done good things for Israel on the uh, the youth tournaments or whatever you want to call them. So this is what Bleacher Report says uh, about him. Multiple teams can use a combo forward, such as Denny Avija. He should be picked number four by the Chicago Bulls, who have talented, who have more talent than most escape, most to escape the lottery. But Avija would also pay have a path for a key role in this lineup and low-maintenance approach and versatility can help elevate the group. He proved in EuroLeague that he has the patience and willingness to work as a complementary role player, important traits, if you were to join a team with shot hunters, it may take another year as it seems reasonable to think that auto port, this could be auto port's last year in Chicago Porter side of Vigio would bring physical physical driving, pick and roll passing and off ball shot between scorers, Zach Levine and Larry Markinen, Neither of whom are offer much outside of scoring. Now in a perfect world, the bulls will get a ball distributor. That's why I was kind of like, if they stayed around seven, I'd be fine with Tyrese Halliburton. But, hey, if you dra- don't draft Tyrese Halliburton number four. Don't do that. From the stories I've heard of this guy. Now, I don't know a lot. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm an expert on Denny Avija. I don't even know how to say his name right. The stories sound like he's got a really nice mentality. Similar to that of Doncic. Maybe not the same player. Well, definitely not the same player. But, Similar mentality to that of Luka Doncic. And that's all I ask for in a player. (laughs) If you have Luka Doncic's mentality, I'll take you. Now, we all know the first three off the board, in no order, are going to be LaMelo Ball, James Weissman, and Anthony Edwards. I think everybody can guarantee that's going to happen. Now, if you compare this to last year's draft, (laughs) the talent level is ludicrous in the gap. Zion, John Moran, R.J. Barrett versus LaMelo, James Weissman... And Anthony Edwards. One of them never played college basketball. The other one played half a season. And the other one is playing for a garbage Georgia team. So, the the teams these teams were on, like Duke, Murray State, Duke again. One of some of the best college basketball teams last year. This year, Georgia, Memphis, and an Australian team. And again, Weisman didn't even really play that much for Memphis. He sat out, he dropped, or uh, not dropped out, what do you want to call it? He declared for the draft like halfway through the season with the NCAA stupid payment method thing. I don't know. But yeah, NBA draft Larry's went on. The MLB's been going on and kicking it. And Bayern Munich won the Champions League. They beat PSG 1-0. For being 1-0, it was a pretty exciting game, not going to lie. Kingsley Coman scored the winning goal. Parisian himself, born in Paris, France, played for PSG and scored the winning goal against his former team. He's won a lot of trophies in his young career, Kingsley Coleman. PSG, Juventus, and Bayern Munich. You can't really ask for a lot better teams to play for in a young player. Very talented. Joshua Kimmich with a beautiful cross over the top. Mbappe and Neymar did not do anything spectacular. They kind of were bad, in a sense. And you could tell something was going on. You could, I think... Ninety-nine percent of the people out there knew Bayern Munich were going to win. I said back forever ago that Bayern Munich were the best team in Europe by a long shot, and they took care of business, won the Europa, or won the Champions League. Speaking of Europa League, Sevilla, congratulations on winning the Europa League. But Bayern Munich, after they beat Barcelona eight-two, were quiet. They're ready. PSG, after they beat, um. Uh, would they beat in the semifinals? After a while, no, Bayern beat Leon. PSG beat RB Leipzig. You look at the con- contrast of these two. Bayern did not really celebrate. PSG were going crazy. Bayern had that killer instinct this year. And Robert Lewandowski, I feel terrible for him. That dude should have a Ballon d'Or this year. Best player in the world right now. He would have he won the Ballon d'Or this year. But for some reason, they're just like, oh yeah, cancel it. It's not fair. Because Messi and Ronaldo have lost their stranglehold on the trophy. So we're not going to give it to anybody anymore. But yeah, I think everybody, he's just like the... Everybody knows he would have won the Ballon d'Or. It doesn't need to win it to have everybody know that he won the trophy without actually winning anything. The people know. (laughs) And speaking of Lionel Messi... This is the biggest news recently in a long time. The goat, Lionel Messi, has announced that he wants to leave Barcelona. And the obvious candidate for his signature this offseason is Manchester City. You have the Pep Guardiola uh connection there at Manchester City. He can do it on a can, now we can finally see Kenny do it on a cold, wet, windy night in Stoke. Now, obviously, it had to be like the FA Cup or a cup competition or something. Stoke ain't near the Premier League at this point in time. Now, they I guess technically they are because they're in the championship, but they ain't getting promoted anytime soon, let's just say like that. Well, now they're probably going to get promoted this year. But I would hate it if Messi signed for Man City. As I already said, Messi is the GOAT. I don't think it's really up for debate. Some people like to entertain it, but... Yeah, Messi is the goat. And it pains me to see him go to a team like Manchester City. Now, this would be the only spot he'd go to where people wouldn't criticize him over. Because if you look at the other things, like the other teams he's been linked to, PSG, oh, you're going to a Farmers League. Messi has zero mentality. Ronaldo went to Serie A where it's much more competitive. Messi's going to a Farmers League which two teams from said Farmers League went to the semifinals in the Champions League. But I digress. You go to Inter Milan. Oh, you're just copying Ronaldo. Don't have that killer mentality, which I think realistically Inter Milan this next season could challenge Juventus. Look at some of the players they have this season. They got Hakimi from Real Madrid. You got Alexander Kolorov from Roma. They've been linked to Sandro Tonelli, but he's the reports are that he's going to AC Milan. Got Lerardo Martinez, got Romelu Lukaku, got a back three that's very impressive. And De Vries, Grignard, and Bastoni. And then Godin can rotate in there. They had some talent on that roster. They came close to pipping Juventus to the title this year. So Juventus and Lazio just were like, ah, restarts. Nah, we don't want to come back and actually show why we deserve to win the league. Barcelona did the same thing this year, but Juventus still ended up winning the league by one point. I think it was in the end. But yeah, top five places Messi could go. Uh, I think Manchester City's obviously number one. I think that's been reported that he chose bars or chose Manchester City. I think that's the obvious candidate. Then he got the likes of PSG relinked with Neymar going the right wing of. Oh God, they probably put him as attacking midfielder and keep Di Maria on the right wing. So think of that front four. Neymar on the left, Messi in the middle, Di on the right, Mbappe up top. Or if you want to put Mbappe as the left winger and do a 4-2-2 or 4-4-2 or 4-2-4 or something like that, put Messi and Mbappe up top. Or Messi and Neymar up top. Good Lord, they'll be killing people. Uh, Inter Milan, just to challenge Ronaldo again. They're the closest team to challenging Ronaldo and Juventus. Obviously, they got some very talented people. Went to the... Europa League's finals this year. Lost, but went. Came within one point of winning the Serie A title this year. Juventus, this would be scary. They have cut ties with Gonzalo Higuain and uh, Sammy Cadira. Basically, just releasing them, essentially. They've been linked with a lot of other players around Europe, like Hosino Awar has been linked there from Leon. You've got uh, Arthur coming in from Barcelona. One of the weirdest swap deals of all time. Barcelona need to be getting younger. Why'd they trade Arthur, who I think's 23, for a 30-year-old Merlin Panich? Doesn't really make a lot of sense now, does it? Barcelona's business recently has been very, very weird and bad. Messi's been trying to get Neymar back at Barcelona for like the past two, two and a half years. What'd they do? They're going to splurge on Coutinho who $115 million for Coutinho, and I don't know if I have that price exactly right, but it's around that, for Coutinho is a little ridiculous. Antoine Griezmann's done absolutely nothing since coming over from Barca, even though his numbers are similar to that of Neymar in their first seasons at the Camp Nou. And he even started the semifinal. You got Arturo Vidal, older guy. You got Merlin Pjanic. And you got Martin Braithwaite? What? Martin, Martin Braithwaite? You refuse to replace Jordi Alba at left back. Your right backs are suspect. Your center backs, not great. Ter Stegen's world class, I'll give you that. Frankie de Jong, great bit of business there, getting him. Very good holding midfielder. Had his ups and downs in his first season at Barcelona, but overall, you'd say he's a good midfielder. And then you bring in Ronald Koeman, who got fired from Everton. Yeah, he did good things for the Dutch national team, kind of bringing them back from the death depths but you hired Ronald Koeman as Barcelona manager you went from Pep Guardiola to Ronald Koeman you shouldn't have even really got rid of Lucas Luis Enrique Messi didn't want him to go from what it sounds like Ronald Koeman and he's trying to ask every single player. They can't afford to buy anybody of note that would actually help this team. So they're trying to sell everybody. But everybody they're trying to sell is over 30 years old and has massive wage bills. I don't know who anybody's going to sign these guys. I don't know. Playing a 4-4-2 against Bayern Munich. The first Barcelona manager to end his campaign without getting a single trophy. Screwed up the cha- the La Liga season. Choking that away. Continuously playing a 4-4-2. I don't get why he did that as consistently as he did. Martin Braithwaite, I don't care if there's injuries. Martin Braithwaite should not even be near the Camp Nou. Let alone playing for the team that's at the Camp Nou. That was the weirdest signing of all time. Martin Braithwaite to Barcelona. I remember when he was at Mills, bro. He sucked. They got relegated. Ronald Koeman got fired at Everton and got replaced by Sam Allardyce. I know you're hiring for one of the biggest clubs in the world. They are similar right now. They are reminding me a lot of AC Milan. And AC Milan has been treading in waters of mediocrity for like the past 10 years. Maybe not exactly 10, maybe like 8 or 9 years. Nowhere near the levels of what they used to be. They have the second most Euro- uh, Champions League of all time, a seven. They're nowhere near that now. Their best player is a 38, 39 year old Zlatan. They have a good young goalkeeper. Their captain's a good leader, from what it seems like, getting linked with a lot of big moves outside of the San Siro. Hakan and gets get starts regularly and all he can do is really take free kicks? Barcelona are teetering on that level. So don't think just because you're one of the biggest clubs in the world like Barcelona are that they can't fall like AC Milan. Some of their business recently has been absolutely atrocious. So would you blame Messi for wanting to leave when the board continuously ignores you? On every single thing when you're the greatest player in their history. And let alone the greatest player in history of anything. How dull do you have to be? Listen to the man. Now Barcelona and La Liga are begging Messi to stay. Because the two greatest players of our generation are going to be both gone. And the best player in La Liga, after this is all said and done, is going to be Kareem Benzema. Nah, I'd probably say it's like Sergio Ramos or something. But I don't think the league is ready for a league to be centered around Kareem Benzema. you got Kevin De Bruyne in the Premier League. And Virgil van Dijk. You've got Ronaldo, Paulo Dybala, Romelu Lukaku in Serie A. You've got Mbappe and Neymar in Ligue 1. You've got Lewandowski, Jadon Sancho, Marco Royce. Kimmich, Muller, Neuer in the Bundesliga. And then Benzema is your best player in La Liga at this point in time. Griezmann, I think, is totally the better player. But at this point in time, based off what, what happened last year, Griezmann ain't better than Benzema at this point in time. Messi didn't want Griezmann there to begin with. And they still signed him. So you can forgive me for not being overly critical on why Lionel Messi wants to leave Barcelona when everybody on social media would have you believe that he has a a weak mentality and why would he leave Barcelona when they're in the dumps? Well, they haven't listened to him. (laughs) He doesn't want these players. He's told them who to go out and get. He's told them what managers to get. And they go out and get guys that have been fired from Everton. This is. Catinho wanted to come to Barcelona because of Neymar. Neymar left. Messi wanted Neymar back. Neymar, by all accounts, seemed like he wanted to come back. And then you go and get Antoine Griezmann, who did that whole stupid charade thing the summer prior, saying, doing the whole talk show, trying to be like the decision like LeBron did a few, like forever ago. And then just announced he's staying at Atlético Madrid and thinking about going to Barca. Messi didn't want him there. Then you sign him, and when you want Antoine Green to his best, he plays the same position as Lionel Messi. So are we surprised that he didn't have a great season last year? No! He's not a left winger. (laughs) He is a number 10 or a right winger. Or an advanced number 10. At Atletico Madrid, was balling out, he was a striker. played a 4-4-2. He was a striker. He stopped being a winger when he went to Atletico Madrid from Real Sociedad. He's not a winger, especially not a left winger. He can play right wing, but he needs to play the number 10. That's what he did for France when he was one of their best players, leading them to the World Cup. He's been France's talisman for the last few years, and you've never seen him play on the left wing. The left winger they should have got is Neymar, the guy Messi was crying out for. So when people are going, oh, he has a weak mentality, leaving Barbara bar, Ronaldo would never do that. Ronaldo left Manchester United after United just got absolutely battered in the Champions League final by Barcelona and then went to Real Madrid. But Ronaldo left Real Madrid after they won the Champions League the, next, the last time he left. Okay? Awesome. <laughs> he still left after they lost the Champions League final. Now, I know the whole season was that this was his last season at Manchester United. He was going to Real Madrid regardless. I think everybody knew that going in. But the finals that Ronaldo has played in, it gets a little... Not, I'm not going to call it overhyped. But a little overhyped in some of the finals. It gets too much credit for a lot of the finals he's won. Like Euro 2016. Oh, Ronaldo has a European trophy or a uh, international trophy. Messi does not have any. Ronaldo was hurt after 25 minutes in Euro 2016. And didn't play in the final. Played 25 minutes and left. She got hurt. But we're going to credit, like, oh, that's because I, d- I don't really know what to credit <laughs> <laughs> because it should really, like, you shouldn't use that as a comparison. Like, um, Carson Wentz has more Super Bowls than Lamar Jackson. He's won a Super Bowl, so that means he's a better quarterback. Well, Carson Wentz didn't play in the Super Bowl. So how are we going to say he's the better quarterback <laughs> than Lamar Jackson? Like, it's. If you didn't play in the final, forgive me for not really saying I'm going to hold this to a very high regard. Yeah, Portugal won the final with Ed Air scoring against uh, France in the 109th minute. But no. No. People want to credit Messi. Say, Messi's a quitter. Messi's this, Messi's that. Before Messi, Barcelona did not win. I can't remember which manager it was. I think it was oh, which manager was at Real Madrid. Basically, said, when I was at Real Madrid, Barcelona did not win. They didn't. You look at the trophies that they had prior to Messi. Okay, 16 league titles, 24 Coba de Reyes, five Super COVID de Espanas, one Champions League, two UEFA Super Cups, zero FIFA Club World Cups. Now, let's go look at what Barcelona have done. Now hold on. I got to go back to my freaking page. I lost it. <sighs> great. I had a page up, so that was going to be great, but now this tangent kind of just falls on deaf ears now because I got to wait for me to find my spot again. Sorry. But since Messi's come, they have 26 league titles, 10 more than what they had their, throughout their entire history. Messi's been playing at Barcelona regularly since 4 They've won 10 league titles since then. They had 16 prior to him playing. Copa del Reyes, they've won six since he's been around. Supercopa de España's, they had won five. They have won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Super Copa de España's, since he's been there. They have won four. Champions Leagues since he's been there. So they have five total. They have won uh three UEFA Super Cups. And they've won three FIFA Club World Cups. Out of these records, Copa del Rey, Super copa de Espana, uh what other ones have we got on here? UEFA Super Cups are all records since he's been there. If you take Messi out of that, they don't have those records. Messi, in a calendar year, scored 91 goals. I don't think you people can wrap your head around how many 91 is. That's one more than 90, which is 10 less than 100. Think about that. (laughs) Messi is the greatest player of all time. I don't think it should be up for debate. I'm not discrediting Cristiano Ronaldo. Because when I was younger, Cristiano Ronaldo was everything. Cristiano Ronaldo was my end-all be-all of soccer when I was a little kid. You watch Manchester United in the early, t- or in the late 2000s. It was Ronaldo. Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez. Rooney, Ronaldo were my two favorite players of all time when I was younger. They were my everything. But that doesn't mask my thoughts that Messi is still the greatest footballer of all time. Six Ballon d'Ors, a record. He just had a season where he had 25 goals and 21 assists, the first person to do a 2020 season since Thierry Henry in 0203. And people say you can't cut it at the top level anymore. He's not a world-class player anymore. That's the shame that Messi and Ronaldo, they've done this to themselves, really. They have a, a good season and everyone's like, oh, they're done. They're not scoring 90 goals in a calendar year anymore. Or 50 goals and be more realistic to what Messi and Ronaldo have done throughout their entire careers. There has never been a dominance like what these two have done. And me saying Messi's the GOAT is not discrediting Cristiano Ronaldo by any stretch of the imagination. Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the greatest players of all time. But he's not the GOAT. Messi did have his lowest goal scoring tally in all competitions since 07-08 where he only had 16 goals. But you look at the stuff he's done throughout his career. All the things he's won. How he turned Barcelona from a good team to a legendary team. The one consistent in Barcelona's history. You see players come and go. You see managers come and go. And ever since Messi's been there, they've been on the top. (laughs) They've been the top team. Now, I know he hasn't tested himself out of other countries but he does it on a European stage. Rio Ferdinand, one of the greatest English center centerbacks, even great one of the greatest center backs of all time, said the worst, the most embarrassing night of his life was against Lionel Messi in the 2011 Champions League final. I have that Manchester United jersey from the 2011 Champions League final. The white one is at my house back in Urbandale. I watched that game. Rooney getting the goal in that game, but Messi absolutely destroyed them. It was hard to watch. Messi has done things that have made me speechless. He's done things that have made a lot of people speechless. Go watch some of his highlights. So you can do the same thing with Ronaldo. I'm still in one of those camps that says Ronaldo was the best player when he was at Manchester United. The best version of Ronaldo was at Manchester United. The most complete player of Ronaldo was at Manchester United. In my In my mind. But again, that was my childhood. So it's going to be hard for me to say that the one now, which is way more prolific, is the better player. It's going to be hard for me to say that. But at Barcelona, Messi has won a, cl- a club record thirty three trophies. It's he transformed. He brought back Barcelona because they had the Johan Cruyff team, the total football. They had that team, but after that, it's, 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 it, like I can't. I can't need to remember what manager that was. I got to see who this was. Who was this? I want to say it was Carlo Ancelotti, but I'm not really sure if that's who it is. I don't remember who said this. It's and it's bugging me that I can't remember who said this. But when Barcelona, when he was the manager, I again, this pisses me off because I can't. This is going to just sound stupid. But Barcelona didn't win. Messi transformed one Champions League to Five. 16 La Liga titles. To 10. Like, it's insane. Messi, I'm going to be upset when you go to Manchester City, but that only means Ronaldo has to come back to Manchester United. So, that would be fun, wouldn't it? (laughs) That would be so much fun. I'm going to hate that Messi's on Manchester City. Because I think it's going to happen. Messi has a 700 million euro buyout clause but is over after the 2019-2020 season which the season just ended like Messi just had a 25-21 season 2020 season and he can't kick it with the best anymore Ronaldo just uh what did he do for Juventus this season he had like the best goal scoring record Juventus first Juventus player to score over 20 goals 25 goals in the season or something like that but these two have put such a high mark on themselves that seasons that are considered great for normal players are below average for them, which is ridiculous to think about. We were blessed to see Ronaldo and Messi play on the same time. Play at the same time. Messi's the GOAT, and I'm not gonna sit here and bash Messi because a weak mentality completely changed the forecast of Barcelona. Now you can go with the the international trophies all you want with the one for Ronaldo that he played 25 minutes in the final that they played or that they won. I'm going to say that I, and this could be sound like an excuse for Messi. I don't really care. Barcelona Argentina's team have let him down time and time again. You see the likes of Gonzalo Higuain and Sergio Aguero bang them in for the likes of Manchester City and Napoli when Gonzalo Higuain was as best, but he can't, they could never do it on the international level it just bothered me. Paulo Dibala can't score in the international. He's so only like 29 games, has two goals. The defense that they've had throughout his entire career with Barcelona is sucked. Nicolas Otamendi is a regular fixture in their team. Fuenes Moré, who got can from <laughs> Everton, is you, has been a regular feature. Sergio Romero has been a backup goalkeeper for like the last 10 years, it feels like. He's been their number one, unchallenged number one. You have great players in these Argentinian teams, like we said: Messi, Aguero, Higuain, Mascherano is another one. Defensively and goal tender, like what international team whose unquestioned number one is a backup for most of his career? He's been backup Manchester United for the last five years, five six years. When all has uh, uh Rui Patricio has been a consistent starter at Sporting Lisbon. And now at Wolverhampton, Pepe was a starter at Real Madrid. Bruno Alves, Ricardo Cavali Cavali,o another one. Maybe not the, but maybe attackers Argentina have it or not. Maybe Argentina have it in attackers. Everywhere else in the field, you would take Portugal's team. Messi did retire after they lost on penalties to Chile. We came back, and then they faced in the World Cup. A French team that ended up winning the World Cup. Portugal lost at the same time too. Neither team were really at their best in the 2018 World Cup. I can't remember who Portugal lost to, but yeah. Everybody's sitting on their hands and knees. Or not, what? Is that a thing you do when you wait for something? Everybody's sitting on pins and needles. There we go. Trying to figure out where Messi will go. I think it's a foregone conclusion he goes to Manchester City, which is sad. But that's what it looks like it's going to. Uh, That's all I've got for you on this Monday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. We got a little ranty in there in the middle and at the end too, which I kind of went off the top of my head, so if it sounds like I'm just rattling off random things, because it was pretty much what I was doing, I kind of lost my spot a lot throughout the show, this wasn't a great show by any stretch of the imagination, and I hope you made it this far, but it wasn't a great show, it was an average show, I'm a little rusty, haven't done this in about two weeks, so yeah, it feels good to be back, we're going to have our NFL preview coming very soon, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Just a little bit out from the NFL season. they will be very exciting. College football is back in some conferences. Sadly, not the conferences that I care about, but you know what? There's still college football. Basketball's still going on. we got the NBA playoffs. MLB's still kicking it. Kyle Schwarber, Ian Happ, and Jason Hayward all hit home runs today. Freaking ridiculous. Schwarber and Hayward hit two of them, I think. Ten to one win over the Reds. Very impressive stuff. MLS is going on. Sporting Kansas City just drew with Houston Dynamo, or not Houston Dynamo. Colorado Rapids yesterday got smashed by the Houston Dynamo last week. Good lord, terrible game. I stopped watching after four to two, and then they scored again. But John Busio, beautiful goal last night against the Colorado Rap- Colorado Rapids. Almost said Avalanche. That's the hockey team for those you didn't know. Uh, what else do we got going on in Logan's life? Uh, Donnie Van De Beek's about to sign for Manchester United. It's very exciting stuff. Their first signing of the summer for Manchester Oh, I guess second signing technically, because they got the Sparta Prague player, young player, but it's from the the youth team account, so it didn't really put anything on Manchester United's senior team account. But, yeah, I think that's all I've got for you. But, yeah, stay tuned for the the preview. I think I might go on Twitch a couple times, do, like, some – I. Cole Bear, who the guy I'm interning with at sixteen fifty the fans said he's got some you and I sim on an NCA fourteen game. I think I kinda I kinda wanna do that and then treat it as like go on Saturdays and play and then interview players and stuff like that. I think that'd be pretty funny. But yeah. Excited to be back. Not a great show. Okay show. So yeah, that's all I've got for you today. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.